Getting sober requires a lot more than mind over matter, a lot more than willpower. It's about leveraging the support around you. People in recovery typically need a mix of medical help, emotional support, and changes in lifestyle to manage their addiction, not just mental determination. As both a therapist and someone embracing the recovery lifestyle, there's one tool I always recommend to people needing extra accountability, Soberlink. Soberlink is a high-tech breath analyzer system designed to help you get and stay sober. And here's why I love it. You'll test the same day every day, eliminating testing anxiety. Friends and family receive instant test results, helping you rebuild trust and preventing relapse. Accountability is a part of that, and it's something to really be embraced. Devices have built-in facial recognition, so your support circle knows you're testing, and tamper-resistant sensors flag any attempts at trying to beat the system, so your sobriety is never questioned. So let 2024 be your best year yet. Visit Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M to sign up and receive $50 off your device. That's Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M. And let accountability be your guide. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Addicted Mind Podcast. My name's Dwayne Osterland, and I'm your host. Today is episode 17. Our guest today is Elvar Sig, and he is going to talk about his project inside the addicted mind. So Elvar created a virtual reality educational tool about addiction targeted specifically around teenagers. What this is, is it's a virtual headset that you can wear and walk through three different stories of people who are struggling with addiction and kind of understand the signs and symptoms of addiction as you're in these stories. And as I said earlier, it's kind of an educational tool. And this was inspired by his own personal story of his mother who passed away from an opiate overdose. And um, so he's going to talk about both those things, the inspiration and this project. I think it's a really amazing project. And to see what he did with that loss and that tragedy is pretty profound. What's pretty awesome is that he reached out to me because he was looking for the domain name, The Addicted Mind, and came across my site when I was just starting this podcast. And then he reached out to me a little while later after I had started and we talked a little bit more. And I said, why don't you come on and be a guest and and share this project? So that's what this episode is all about. I hope you guys really enjoy it. I think it's um, pretty profound uh, what can come out of the tragedy of addiction. So here you go. Let's go ahead and start this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Addicted Mind podcast. I have a great guest today. His name is Elvar Sig, and he is going to talk a little bit about his project inside the Addicted Mind. Elvar, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hello, I'm Elvar Sig. I'm originally from Iceland, but I've been studying in the UK for the past three years. 
I just finished a MA in commercial photography where I put uh, a lot of emphasis on virtual reality and immersive technology. And I just finished a yeah, project called Inside the Addicted Mind. And it's meant as a educational tool to talk about the causes of addiction and trying to educate uh, young people about addiction. Right. That it's, and I have to say, this is an awesome project. So a little bit of the story of about how we connected is that you were looking for a domain name, The Addicted Mind, right? And you came across my podcast and then you reached out to me. Yeah, so when I was looking for domains, I saw your site and then it just said in progress. So just updating and going and waiting until I could actually see who was behind the site, who stole my URL. (laughs) (laughs) Your your URL, I know. And I, when I got your email, I was uh, so fascinated and and uh, really like interested. And then we just started talking, and you started to share your project. And I really just thought that it was pretty amazing uh, thing that you had created. So. Yeah, I was very excited about it, and I thought it was really great. So here we are, and so we started to, started to talking, and we and and I said, hey, why don't you come on and be a guest on the podcast and talk about your project? It's all around addiction, obviously, and I think it's pretty amazing. So can you tell us a little bit about what this is and what your project was and what you were trying to create? Yeah. So the the backstory is 2016, two days after my graduation. My mother passes away, literally in my arms. I wake up in the middle of the night and I hear some sounds from the room next door. I go in and she's just there on the floor. And I have a background in search and rescue back home in Iceland. And I tried my best to try to figure out what was going on. My girlfriend called the ambulance. Unfortunately, it took them about 40 minutes to get there. In the meantime, I was just making sure that she was feeling comfortable. She wasn't in pain. And from she was, had been in pain a little bit for the past three days, but just in her leg. So I thought there might have been a blood clot because of her airline travel to the UK. Right, right. Ambulance arrives, take her to the hospital, and she's kind of gone there. But they try to resuscitate her, and after about 40 minutes, it's, it's over. And I go back home to Iceland. I take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. I had just signed up for the MA, so I decided to go back to the UK because I needed something to do to kind of tackle what was going on. And it wasn't until I came back to the UK, I got a call from the doctor and he informed me that it was in fact a multiple drug overdose. Wow. And that really surprised you, actually. I mean, we had talked earlier and you were saying that was completely... That was not something you suspected at all. No, I mean, I was completely devastated because an overdose happens to someone who's addicted to drugs. It doesn't happen to a mom who goes to work and, and lives a happy life. Right, right. Wow. So when I got the news from the doctor, I kind of started to think back, okay, I should have seen something. What was going on? And about 15 years ago, she had a accident, a uh, a pile of boats fell on top of her. And since then, she's had a slip disc in her back and has had to have multiple surgeries. And to just live her life, she has to take painkillers. Right. So here she, here she had this accident and she's... So this was, ten. you said 10, 15 years ago? I think 15 years ago. I, I don't remember precisely when it was. Okay. And then so she started getting onto these painkillers to manage her pain and... I guess what you found out later is that she had a a real problem with them. Yeah, I mean, I moved out when I was 22, so we hadn't been living together for quite a while. Uh, I knew she had problems with her back. I knew she had 
had to do more surgeries. And it wasn't until that fateful night when I was going through her stuff that I saw the amount of pills she was actually taking. It was sleeping pills, painkillers. She had to take pills for iron deficiency. And my guess is what happened that night is that she was in tremendous pain because of reasons unknown, probably because of her leg or something she did on that plane. And then she just took too much and didn't really know what she was doing. Wow. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And I think, unfortunately, this, this is happening much more with the opioid epidemic. Is exactly your story. And it's, um, I can't imagine the feeling that goes along with that. No, I mean, my kind of response to this whole thing is that I did start to do research into, because uh, I wanted to understand, did I do something wrong? Should I have done something earlier to prevent it? Was I the bad son? But as I found more and more research, I saw that the same thing is happening again and again and again. Right, right. And I, I think that's so true. And and I think your response, when we're the survivor of some kind of tragedy, we always, that question always seems to come to our mind. Like, could I have done something more? Could I could I have noticed it? Could I have seen it? Could I have done this or done that? And what if I had done this? What if I had come home at this time? What if I had said this? And and shouldn't I have noticed it earlier, I think, is what you're also asking. Because it, it was a little bit of a, of a guilt trip to begin with. But through the research, through doing the project, it has kind of taken that weight off my shoulders. It was literally when I had the product ready at the end of September now. It was weight taken off my shoulder. Here, take my project and take my pain away from me. So this this project that you did, and we're going to get into the details of what your project is in a second, but this project was was your response to this horrible loss and this tragedy and out of your own quest to understand. Precisely. So what I did is I did research on other people as well, not just my mom. I contacted a YouTuber who put his story two years ago because mm-hmm. he said that the video was about how one time he almost overdosed. So I got in contact with him, knew about what, what was his story. And that kind of mirrored the story of my mom as well. And he got into an accident. He got on painkillers. Doctor said, no, you're not getting more painkillers. He decided to go for stronger drugs to kind of mend that. And he is one of the kind of inspirations of the project. So I went, found different stories, and they all sounded the same. So looking at the the content of the project is it is a true story of many many people unfortunately yeah that it is unfortunately and i in my work i've unfortunately heard that same story of people getting in some kind of accident or some kind of injury and they get on these very powerful drugs and they help in the beginning alleviate the pain help them function but eventually that dependence grows and that addiction grows and then it becomes more than just about pain management becomes about mood management and and I can't function without it anymore. So uh, yeah, I think that story is very common. So this kind of inspired your your project. So tell me a little bit about the project that you that you launched and so while I was doing my BA, I got into researching about immersive content and immersive advertising. Mm-hmm. So I used the 
MA to kind of go further with that. And I did research into virtual reality and 360 photography. Mm -hmm. So the whole premise of the project is that you go into the lives of these people. You're a passive ghost kind of standing in the middle and you watch as something happens in their life, how their life changes and ultimately something bad happens to them. And the idea is that it ends with a, it's an open ending story because as an educational tool, it's supposed to open up the discussion. It's not supposed to solve anything when it comes to addiction. It's more to explain to a lot of people that anyone can become addicted. And if you have any questions at the end of it, do ask, go and talk to your friend, talk about addiction. So there's not this stigma on people who are addicted. They just have a mental illness right. that so, needs to be fixed so they can fix their addiction. Okay, so your goal was to really help to educate people about what's going on, educate people so maybe they could see the signs. So you sent me a, a copy of that, not a copy, but you sent me the viewing device, like Google Cardboard, but with your logo on it and everything. And it was really amazing. So explain a little bit to the audience to someone who doesn't understand this or have seen this, what what exactly did you create so they can kind of get an idea? Uh, so essentially, a, I created a 360 stop motion animation videos. So it's just using traditional cameras, but you go in and instead of having a traditional picture on a wall, you go inside the frame. So it's not a pure video, but it is a way of creating content, especially now with VR being completely new. It was a way of creating content for people not to make them feel sick. And by using kind of mundane, regular places, you go in and it doesn't feel like a Hollywood production. It just feels like you went into your friend's house and you're watching him and observing. Right. And I have to say when it, when I did it, and it was really amazing, like you go into these stories of people who are struggling or starting to struggle with addiction or the signs of that addiction kind of manifesting itself. And you're in their room with them in a 360 degree space. And it's it's really amazing to hear their story and kind of walk through their story with them. I was really blown away by it. I was like, this is this is really amazing. What a tool and that people can use and can feel a part of. Like they can really see kind of the story that goes on in this 360 degree view. I mean, the reason why I decided to have it so immersed is that when you're normally watching a video, especially in class, and I remember this when I was younger, you might be watching something, it's a bit boring, and you turn to your friend and you start chatting with your friend. Mm -hmm. In this, if you do turn around, you're still in the room, you're still in the story. Right, right. So you're kind of, well, I wouldn't say stuck there, but you are there and there's no interruptions you can just concentrate on getting the information right right on this you had like three different stories can you kind of explain why you chose the so when the just to kind of give people who are listening to some idea you um, put on these google glasses or google cardboard where you can see everything in a three-dimensional space and you can look around the room and you're in these three different stories. So you, can you kind of tell us like uh, a little bit about like these three different stories and, and what they are and why you chose them? Yeah, just to explain. So at the start, you go into a selection menu where Virgil, your guide, kind of talks about the project and talks about what the six signs of addictions are and kind of tells you, do be on the lookout for this. Then you have the option of watching three stories. And one is about painkiller addiction, so opioid addiction. One is alcohol addiction and one is gaming addiction. 
The opioid is something that was close to heart, which was the kind of reason why I did the project to start with. Alcohol addiction is the most common thing we know of when it comes to addiction. We see people in the street and think, oh, you're an alcoholic. I'm not going to go and talk to you. And the gaming one is something that people are discussing if it's addiction or not. It's still a problem. And it is something that does affect this age group a lot more. And all stories were somehow based on things that happened sometime in my life. So the gaming one, in that story, he loses a brother. And this is actually based on story me and a boy from the States. And what happens is that he loses his best friend. He loses his play buddy. And he goes into this gaming world instead where you can control your own things. And that is precisely what happened after my father passed away. I started to play games where I would be this overlord of the population. I could control who lived and who died. Most of the time everyone lived. But it was a way to escape having to deal with anything that was in real life for me. Right. So you, you found a way in, in the game just to avoid all those feelings of grief and loss of your father when you were young. And you kind of, when you're, when I'm in the video, you're watching this young kid go through that kind of experience of using that game and, and all the signs of that. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and unfortunately, the uh, kid that is the inspiration for the story, he, last time I knew, he is still stuck playing video games. He is not willing to, to come out to real life and actually deal with his problems. Right, and that can be, be really hard uh, for a lot of people. When there's, when there's a lot of pain, it's, it's hard to come out, but hopefully, we can, you know, hopefully he'll get some support. So then you go in, what's the next story? So the next story is the alcoholic one. So that is kind of a traditional story. Unfortunately, he he's not happy at work. He comes home and he starts to drink. And you see why, because we go back in time, we see when he was younger, he didn't really have a lot of courage. But once he started drinking, he got relaxed and could do what he thought was the right thing to do. So in his mind, alcohol is the mechanism that allows him to be himself, right? which is silly, but that's how a lot of people think of it. No, that's that's very true. We see that a lot. It it can take away a lot of those uh, those feelings that you have that keep you stuck. At least it takes it away in the moment, but it doesn't really help you solve it. But what's so amazing as like just kind of trying to share this to our listeners is like you're inside this house with these people as they're going through the events and as it's being narrated and you're looking around the whole room and you really get a sense that you're there kind of watching them and watching this experience, even though it's it's still photographs, but they're 360 degrees. So you can look around the whole photograph, you can look around the whole room and you really, it brings you into that story and helps you kind of see this person's problem or what they're experiencing. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, for people who uh, are going to go and watch it, and I do recommend it, If even if you do the go the second round to look at it, do look around because there are so many extra layers to it. So a visual reference to all three stories is Dante's Inferno. So there are items around that are connecting it to the Inferno, which a lot of people, when asked, could what would you describe your addiction? It's being like being in hell. Right. Yeah. So there are pictures that are added on the wall. So there's not just stuff happening in front of you. There's stuff happening in the background without you realizing, but it does inform the story as well. 
I'm going to have to take a, a second look again because, um, <laughs> you know, the, you're, there is so many layers to it. But, you know, when I was watching it the first time, I'm, I'm just, I'm watching these characters and I'm watching these stories. So, okay, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. So Dante's Inferno uh, kind of is an underlying undercurrent of a structure that you use to kind of tell a story. That's great. That's really cool. Yeah, and, and addiction is hell. For people people stuck in addiction, they don't want to be there. No one wants to be in addiction. It's a, it's a horrible place, and it is feels like a, that's an apt description that I get from a, a lot of clients I see. It's, it's like a can be like a living hell that they're in, and, and they want out, and they just don't know how to get it. And so, okay, going on to the third story that you had, this is the opioid addiction, and I thought this was really a poignant one. I, I thought it was really, really liked it. I thought it was very kind of telling of how this can develop. So can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah, so you start the story with Jane. She's on her last year at university and she's rushing past her friend and doesn't really pay attention to the traffic and gets hit by a car. Now, in doing so, she breaks her leg. She has to wear a cast. She misses out on school. Her friends try to come by and help her with her studies. But because of the pain, she can't concentrate, she doesn't uh, finish her exams, and therefore doesn't graduate. And because of that, she's not part of the trip with her friends, That so the friends are going away. She sees on social media everyone's having fun without her, and she becomes kind of isolated from her friends as well. So you kind of see how she's not using painkillers to mend her physical pain, but also her mental pain. And at the end, she has no more pills and needs to go and do something a bit more, goes for a uh, friend of a friend to find something stronger. And in doing so, we go into her mind and we see kind of in flashback what caused the addiction, what she would be wanting to do now, and what she would be in the future if she continues the same path. So this is kind of a reference to the ghost of future past, present, and now. Right, right. And you can kind of really see in that story the development of that addictive process as she kind of moves through a lot of the stories I hear with opioid addiction, you know, an injury, and it slowly develops into this addiction. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So I have a question for you because it sounds like, you know, when you talked earlier after your mom's death that you really wanted to understand how you didn't see it like how you didn't see her addiction. And it, and it sounds like, in a way, this project is is kind of your attempt to share that information or, or maybe someone else will you know get this information and they'll be able to spot it in a loved one. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. So when you're done watching all three films, there's the option of watching the last kind of informational film. And in that one, it explains what each cause was for each character. And then he explains a bit deeper about the six signs that are in addiction and links that back to the stories with visuals. So ideally, when someone's done watching it, he goes either to think about himself or think about a loved one. And if there are three or four signs, maybe think, okay, does this person need help? And mm-hmm. it's it's the mundaneness of it. Anyone can be addicted, but because we don't want to use that word, addiction, we don't want to start to think about it. But if there is a problem, go and help because you don't want to be in the same position as me of losing your mom in your own arms. Oh my gosh, I, and I can't imagine that. I mean, that, that sounds awful. That's all I can really say. That sounds awful. I'm glad that 
you've been able to f- to find a way to make some meaning out of that, give it give some value back to the world through your experience. No, I mean the whole project is free, so anyone can go and download it. I'm not in this to make any money. I'm in this to help other people and educate other people. Yeah, and I, I think it's amazing. So when you reached out to me, I just was like, I heard your story and and saw it, and I was just like, wow. And, and so I'm so glad that I got to to meet you and and talk to you about your project. And I and I really want to support it. So anybody who's listening and, and wants to check this out, I would en- encourage them to do so. They can go to your website. Can you give them your website? It's addictedmind.net. Okay. And there's a link to, you can download it on any smartphone. It doesn't have to be a powerful one. You can simply click download now. It will download the app that's necessary to have the project on it. You don't need VR goggles even. You can have it on an iPad and just simply turn around. Or you can have any Google Cardboard applications or Samsung VR to view it. Right. And um, also, what you know what I did too is because you sent me one of the Google Cardboards with everything on it that's made for the addicted mind, inside the addicted mind. And what I actually did is I, I recorded a video and I'm going to put it on the website of me opening it and looking at the package and putting it all together. And I, th- I think people will really like that. That's going to be on the podcast show notes. You can go to theaddictedmind.com forward slash 17 and all the show notes there will, will be there. And I'll put that video there as well. And then I don't know. We talked about that we would be that you'd be willing to maybe give away like five of these to our listeners if they go to the website and go to my website and sign up. Yeah, because I, I think that would just be great. It, it's so awesome. I'd love people to check that out. So the first five people to do that and they go to the website and uh, sign up, we'll we'll send them one of the the Google goggles. Uh, is it Google Cardboard, right? I keep getting mixed up <laughs> what it's called. I'm calling it Google Glass. I'm calling it Google Cardboard. I don't know. But it's the viewer that there you can... There are so many Google things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's the official term is uh, Google Cardboard. But to put a right. little bit of explanation, so the package and the whole thing is meant as a package that can be sent to schools. Right. So schools wouldn't have to pay a tremendous amount of money for a viewer, viewer or a big computer simply have this. And it's also for the teenagers to be able to try out VR and various different things. So if you have this cardboard viewer, you can try out any other VR application there is. Right. And it, and doing it, I'd have to say, doing it with the VR viewer makes it even more powerful. I mean, it really you really get that sense that you're in that room, that three-dimensional space. And everybody that I've showed it to and shared it with are are pretty blown away by your project. And so I'm encouraged everybody to check it out and to support your project because I think it's it's an amazing, amazing thing that you've done. Thanks. <laughs> well, all right, Alvar, thank you so much for coming on to the Addicted Mind and just thanks a lot for being here and doing what you're doing. Yeah, I mean my pleasure. It's it helps me a lot to talk about the whole process and what has happened to Awesome. Thank you so much, Alvar. Thank you so much for listening to the Addicted Mind podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, we're going to be giving away five of these Google Cardboard headsets so that you can view the three-dimensional stories in in a three-dimensional space. So just go to the website, theaddictedmind.com forward slash 17 and sign up. And we will send those out to you if you're one of the lucky five to get that. So appreciate everybody listening. Also, once again, if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. That really does help get us noticed. 
Also, if you want to leave us any kind of feedback, you can go to the website as well, theaddictedmind.com. And right on the side there is an ability to leave me a voice message. Click that, leave a voice message. You want to give me some feedback, how I can make things better. I really appreciate it. Or if you have any questions that you want answered about addiction, please put it there. I'll put it on the podcast. If I can't answer it, I'll find an expert that can. And so there you go. So until next week, have a wonderful day. Take care. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.